welcome to Actions Detrimental. This is episode 7. I'm Bob Dare and we're here to talk about Martinsville this week. I mentioned on last week's show that Martinsville was going to be one of those weeks that I was glad I had a podcast because we were going to have a lot to talk about after and Martinsville certainly did not disappoint. From the Truck Series and Xfinity Series doubleheader on Saturday to the Cup Series on Sunday, there's plenty to dive into, so let's just get right into it. So it was Alex Bowman getting his fourth win of the season. Yeah, I'm sure you all predicted that going into this year, that Bowman would have four wins, but he does. Tied with Martin Truex for the second most wins of anyone this season behind only Larson. Definitely would have loved to make it farther into the playoffs than he did, but hey, taking home trophies is never a bad thing. Bowman's win, though, did not come without any controversy. You guys are all well aware by now, but he turned Denny Hamlin accidentally, he claims, which I believe it did seem accidental. Six or seven laps to go, got into the 11 car, sent him for a spin in turn three, brought out a caution that changed everything, and he held off two must-win drivers, Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch, for the win. On that green-white checker, when I saw Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, and Truex all playoff drivers needing to get in right on Bowman's bumper. I did not think Bowman stood a chance, but that Hendrick horsepower got him away from the other cars, and he got an easy win, honestly, while they were beating and banging behind him for second. The action wasn't over when the checkered flag dropped, though, which is pretty normal for Martinsville, but this year we saw a little bit of a different post-race antics. Denny Hamlin met up with Bowman after the race on the track. While Bowman was doing his victory celebrations on the front stretch, Hamlin met up with him, did a dueling burnout, middle fingers up in the air. Bowman's just sitting there like, oh, sh**, what did I get myself into? But you could tell he was a little bothered by it, But because Bowman's a clean driver for the most part. He doesn't like to race like that, but... What do you expect? You turn someone, it doesn't matter what their situation is. If you spin someone out for the lead, intentional or not, under 10 laps to go, they're going to come back and they're going to be pissed and that's just part of it. Maybe it's just the way I'm built or the way I'm wired, but I'm an eye for an eye type of guy and you can call that immature, but if someone wrongs me and then they go on to win something because they wronged me, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't just pull down pit lane and say, well, I guess we'll try to get him next week. No, I'm going to go meet him in victory lane if I have to and talk to him about it face to face or at least meet him on the front stretch there and interrupt his celebration. Like that's just when I saw Denny doing that, I'm sorry. And maybe it's just the way I'm built, but I'm surprised that hasn't been done more often by guys that get spun on the last lap or something. But honestly, I, I was all for that. And you know, I, I like Denny Hamlin. I don't have a problem with him like most people do. I do think, he, you know, he's been on the other side of this before. He has spun out people in the past. But but he's not going to look back at that and say, well, you know what? I did spin out Chase here four years ago. No, in the heat of the moment, you just got your ass turned by someone. And now they're over there celebrating. I'm going to go meet up with him. That's just how I am. And I'm glad Denny did that. On the other hand, though. Yes, Denny Hamlin is locked in the Phoenix. He does have a championship to go win. I'm glad he didn't do anything more than he did because he doesn't need to be risking getting eliminated or suspended from Phoenix contention. So I'm glad he did what he did and didn't go any further. But I will also say he needs to put that behind him right now. If he hasn't already, it's too late. He needs to forget this even happened. I'm glad he was upset at the time. But from Sunday night forward, it had to be Phoenix mentality Forget Bowman even exists. If he wants any chance at this championship, he has to forget this even happened. I compare this with Kyle Larson after the race. Larson didn't have all that great of a race. He had a good car. He had a fast car, but he had a lot of pit lane issues. 
And I saw an interview with Larson after the race where he said, honestly, once I was back in the mid-pack, I was just trying to race clean and avoid pissing anyone off because I don't need any enemies next week. That's the perfect mentality to have right now. For someone going to Phoenix at Martinsville, the best thing to do is just avoid conflict. And Denny Hamlin, yeah, he got wronged, but he did not avoid conflict from that point forward, which, I don't know, it's hard to say if I agree with that or not, but again... He's going into Phoenix as the public enemy or the guy that everyone's talking about and the controversies around him, and Kyle Larson's not. Who do you think that's going to play favorite to? So anyway, joining those two at Phoenix is Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott won the first two stages, probably had the best car, but eventually got spun by Brad Keselowski, which if you want to look back four years, he had coming because the same race that Denny spun out Chase Chase drove Brad up into the turn three fence just about for the win, and no one ever mentions that. So I'm sure Brad didn't do that on purpose this week, thinking back to that, but eh, it might live in the back of his head in some ways. So what Chase got, I won't say he didn't have coming. But anyway, he's going to Phoenix. Truex, I don't know how he's going to Phoenix. Let's just try to dive into that. He had a top five car all day, I'd say, but man, his last 50 laps were a nightmare. So much fender damage at different points. He had a loose wheel at one point. He had a broken valve stem after the race. He got ran up the track, fenced into the wall by Kurt Busch off turn two. Truex was done. Like, I don't know how he even got back into contention. Well, actually, I do. He got two very, very timely cautions. If it wasn't for those cautions, he would be out, and we'd be looking at, I think, I guess it would be Kyle Busch that made it. And it wasn't just the cautions that saved Truex. It was the choose rule. On the last restart, so many people chose the inside lane that when he chose the outside, he gained like three or four positions, and that's all it took. So from that point on, it was Truex's spot in the final four to lose, and he didn't lose it because Kyle Busch and Brad weren't able to get by Bowman. So if it wasn't for those late cautions, Truex would have been out, and I'm surprised his tires, with all the damage and contact he had in the last 50 laps, even made it to the finish. And speaking of Kyle Busch, I don't know how he even made it to battling for the win. A lot of people forget how dog shit he was the whole race. He was barely even a top 10 car most of the day, if not all of it. And he comes back up to finish second, bail for the win. I don't know how he got up there, but he did. And he definitely gave Rowdy Nation one last thing to root for and to cheer for, but it just wasn't enough. And Brad Keselowski, same boat. He wasn't much of a factor all day into the last 100 laps too. But it was Brad Keselowski muscling his way through the field, showing that, hey, it's time to go, and I don't care who's in my way. I got to get to the final four, and that's really what set off all the craziness from that point forward. The other two drivers that weren't able to advance, Joey Logano... The streak continues, and I mentioned last week, every other year, he misses the Final Four. If it's an odd year, he ain't going to the Final Four. Just count on that. If it's an even year, he'll be there. And the other driver, well, I'd, all right. I was trying to avoid talking about him after my prediction last week, but Ryan Blaney, I'm very, very sorry to jinx you. I said last week that you were not only going to win Martinsville, but you were going to go on to win Phoenix in the championship and then your team basically didn't even show up to Martinsville because you probably had the worst run you've ever had there. And that's probably my fault. So I apologize to the 12 fans. I hope you didn't throw away the receipt from your confetti and your party hats that I told you to buy last week. You might want to bring those back to the dollar store to get your dollars back. Uh, yeah, I botched that call. Ryan Blaney had a horrible day, just never showed up, ran 10th to 15th all day. 
And Joey Logano, he was not a factor either. He tried to get up there at some points, but he just didn't have the engine, didn't have the power, just didn't have the handling to get up there. So unlike last year where there was two Penske cars in the final four, there are zero this year and zero Fords in the final four. And I was obviously mentioning Bowman earlier with him winning the race and the whole him versus Denny thing. And I want to go back to that real quick. I was very vocal on Twitter after the race and maybe it wasn't even on Twitter so much, but it was more so with my buddies in a group text. But I'm sorry, but I don't understand how the driver that gets spun out of the lead ends up getting booed after the race. And I know it's mainly because of his history. And yeah, again, Denny Hamlin, he spun people out. He's... He's complained about a lot of things, and I don't know, maybe I'm just biased because I, I don't mind any Hamlin, and I may also be biased because I'm not the biggest Hendrick fan. My hot take, I guess you could say, is that the Hendrick drivers have always been the golden boys of NASCAR, and they can do no wrong, and because Dale Jr. was driving for Hendrick, and Jeff Gordon, and Jimmy Johnson, and I know Gordon and Johnson were booed a lot back in the day, but for the most part, over the last five to eight years, Hendrick drivers have always been the loudest cheers in the grandstands, and now we got Chase Elliott in there, the fan favorite, and Larson, who he deserves all the cheers he gets because he's by far the most talented driver out there, I'd say, right now. But I've never heard a boo for a Hendrick driver in the last three years or so. And that's why I believe no matter who's in the Hendrick car, they're going to get cheers. And that's why I tweeted Joe Biden could be driving a Hendrick car, and he's going to get cheered for it. Uh, it's just, that's just the way it seems. So that's why, of course, when... Bowman spins out Denny, yeah, he's not going to get flipped off by the fans. He's not going to get booed by the fans for spinning someone out. Even though any other time, the guy that spins out someone for the win gets booed because, hey, that's dirty driving, or he ran out of talent or something, or he just he pulled his head off his shoulders and spun out the leader, coming to the finish instead of having a good, clean battle for the win. But no, if it's a Hendrick car, that's totally fine, and it's the other driver's fault, or, or the other driver had it coming. I, I just don't buy that. And that's what Denny Hamlin was alluding to after the race. He was asked, how do you feel about being booed after the race? And he said, it's just the Chase Elliott fans. They don't think straight. Chase Elliott fans just defend any other Hendrick driver because they're somehow in a way related to Chase Elliott and that team. And I'm sure that could be stepping over the line and it could be pissing off a lot of my listeners. That I agree with it, but I do agree with it. I just feel like anything Hendrick does is totally justified all the time. And the perfect example is that all playoffs, everyone's saying, oh, Alex Bowman's overrated. He's the worst Hendrick car. He's in the best equipment, and he's super inconsistent and didn't make it very far in the playoffs compared to his teammates. And now he goes and spins someone to win a race, and you're all defending him and saying he's way better driver than Denny Hamlin? I can't even comprehend that line of thinking. It doesn't make sense. Like It's just such a flip-flop, so I don't know. I'm sure I'm pissing a lot of you off, but I'm not here to kiss everyone's ass, and I'm here to give my own thoughts, and that's just my honest opinion. So for anyone that hasn't turned off my podcast yet, uh, let's really dive into the final four. Now that it's official, now that we know who's going to Phoenix, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. Two Hendrick cars, two Gibbs cars, Toyota versus Chevrolet. This is the weekend where we finally find out who holds up the NASCAR Cup Series trophy. Going into Phoenix, Truex won there earlier in the season. Denny Hamlin's won there before. Chase Elliott won this race last year. Kyle Larson, he's never won at Phoenix, but he's won a lot of races this year that he's never won at before. It's really tough to pick a favorite, but I don't know. I feel like every few hours since the race ended at Martinsville, I've had a different thought of who I think is going to win the championship. So I guess if I had to choose right now, last year's race just really sticks in my mind. And all I can think about was how strong Chase was. And 
I just see that happening again this year with Larson and Chase. I think that the Hendrick cars, they've been so much better this year than anyone else. Sure, the Gibbs cars have been maybe better than them at a lot of the 750 races, but this is the race. This is the race that the whole year comes down to. There's no way the Hendrick cars are just going to show up at Phoenix with not the best cars. I think Truex and Denny will be very strong. They'll be top five cars all day, but the Hendrick cars are just, you're not going to be able to touch them. I'm sorry. I think Chase and Larson are going to come home top two. I hope Larson wins the race because he definitely deserves a championship this year, more so than Chase by far. Chase has only got two wins this season, both at road courses. I know that doesn't matter. As long as you make it to Phoenix, you deserve the championship, but I just think Kyle Larson should win the championship and I think he will win the championship. I know a few weeks ago I said I don't see him win Phoenix and honestly visually I don't see him winning Phoenix. Maybe that's just because he hasn't before but I just think the Hendrick cars are going to be so trimmed out and so untouchable this week that they're going to be the top two and it's only right that Larson's the one that gets the trophies. So Kyle Larson my prediction to win the championship but no one saw Chase Elliott win the championship going into Phoenix last year. So this time next week, we could be talking about Martin Truex, a two-time champion, which, yeah, he deserves it, but I don't know. It's been a Hendrick year or at least a Denny Hamlin year. So to see Truex holding the trophy, yeah, that ain't going to sit well with me. I'm sorry. Jumping over to the Xfinity Series, it was Noah Gregson in a must-win situation, taking home the checkered flag at Martinsville. He did it cleanly. He raced hard with Daniel Hemrick and held off Austin Sindrick. Very clean finish, awesome finish, photo finish just about. And Gregson got the win that he needed and bounced back after a terrible race at Kansas where he got caught up in a wreck caused by Sam Mayer. And now he's going to Phoenix to bail for his first championship. With the win, Gregson joins AJ Allmendinger, Austin Sindrick, and Daniel Hemrick in the final four. Justin Allgaier missed out. I don't, I don't have any stats in front of me, but I feel like he's never not been at the final four. So it's very strange to see him not make it. But with Gregson getting the win, it knocked him out. And that's just what happens sometimes. Looking at that final four, looking at Phoenix, looking at the momentum. I don't know, man. A lot of people are going to say Sindrick or Almendinger. They've been the guys all year, but I haven't heard a lot of noise out of Almendinger lately. He's just been kind of quiet getting top fives, top tens, which is what he's got to do to get to Phoenix. So there's nothing wrong with that, but I just don't see him going out there and winning. And Sindrick, he just about won this week at Martinsville, just barely lost, but he hasn't won in a long time either. It's hard for me to not go with Gregson, and it might just be because he just won and he's got the momentum and he's fresh on everyone's mind of winning but Gregson won two races in a row earlier in the season he could easily do that again this weekend and he was right on the door to win this race last year too so I think I'm leaning on picking Noah Gregson to win the championship this year I, I think he's going to be very strong this weekend he's junior motorsports only driver at Phoenix he's going to get all the detail all the attention in the race shot before the race I think Noah Gregson gets to win this week the respectful, clean Xfinity race Saturday night was very, very opposite of the truck race earlier in the day that saw Zane Smith in a must-win situation get the win with a three-wide move coming to the white flag. They never made it back to the checkered flag because Stuart Friesen turned the dominator of the race, Todd Gillen, because he was in desperation mode in a must-win situation. And that race was just a disaster. It was unprofessional. It was literally like the Arca series in trucks. 
And I know that's what everyone's been talking about is how dirty and just just unsettling that race was. And it and the truck series has been like that all year. And I don't know what's going on with it. I know it's just the truck series used to be all these old veterans and respectful drivers and past cup drivers and now it's just all these young kids that are either still in ARCA or fresh out of ARCA or maybe you didn't even go to ARCA and now they're in these trucks and they're just driving like maniacs and they're just there's no respect everybody's just running into each other wiping each other out they don't care they're out there just like I'm in a NASCAR race I can win a NASCAR race I'm not I don't care about anyone else I'm going to run into anyone that's in front of me and that's just the way it looks and even the veterans are becoming like that now too so the truck series They've still got one race to go, but that series is losing more and more credibility every week. I was really fired up during this race because Todd Gilliland dominates the race. I I think he won both stages, uh, by far the fastest truck. But because he wasn't in the playoffs or battling for a playoff spot to go to Phoenix, everybody just acted like, who cares if he gets wrecked? Who cares if he gets knocked out of the way? Who cares if we just hook him down the front stretch? And that's what they did. And the commentators on Fox don't even they didn't even care either. They just totally ignored the fact that he just got wiped out and treated totally disrespectfully. The truck series belongs on Fox because those guys are amateur compared to NBC in my opinion. And that's how the truck series is compared to the other NASCAR series. So it's a match made in heaven. But anyway, um and earlier in the race, John Hunter Nemechek just running into people, even though he's basically locked in the Phoenix, just needs a solid, quiet race. And he's over there just running into Austin Wayne self and running into whoever else was near him. And it's just like, why are you doing that? You should be just running in, you know, 10th place with a bubble around your truck, just avoiding everybody just to get at the Phoenix if you don't have a truck that can win this race. But he's over there pushing people around that aren't in the playoffs. And then he gets hooked and he's mad at the guy that hooked him, which... Yeah, you don't hook somebody, but you also need to respect people whether they're in the playoffs or not. That's becoming more and more of an issue this year is that the playoff drivers over here demanding and expecting respect from the non-playoff drivers, but they're over there running into them like they're dog shit, like they don't mean anything. And then they get wrecked and they bitch about it. Like, how hard is it to comprehend that if you run into somebody, they are going to run into you, or they should. And you shouldn't be pissed off or complain for a second when they do. So when Nemechek got turned into the wall, my jaw was dropped when I saw him wrecked in turn three. Because in my head, I'm like, how did he even get himself in this position? And then when I saw the replay, I was like, all right, he deserved it. Now even more, why would he put himself in this position? So... Nemechek is very lucky that he advanced with the amount of points he had going in. But even as the favorite, probably, for the championship, he has been racing with little to no respect, just like everybody else. One thing that I took away from that race was, back in the day, I remember watching truck races or Xfinity races, and something wild would happen, or someone crazy would win, or a crazy finish would take place, and I would be like, oh my god, like this is amazing, Like I can't believe that just happened. Honestly, these days when like what happened this past weekend happens like in the truck series where a crazy finish and they're three wide coming to the line and someone gets hooked and it doesn't even amaze me anymore. It doesn't make me go, oh my God, that was insane. It makes me just like disgusted. I don't know if that's just because I'm getting older or something, but I watched the finish of the truck race where five years ago, 10 years ago, that might have made me go like, oh my God, that was unbelievable. I can't believe it. I want to talk to everybody like how crazy that was. Now it's just like, why the hell did I just spend two or three hours watching that for that kind of finish? It, I don't know if I'm changing or if the racing is changing, but judging by everyone's opinions of the way that they're racing, I, I'm not so sure it's all me.
But with Martinsville behind us, going into Phoenix, the Truck Series Final Four is John Hunter Nemechek, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, and Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes honestly has had the most quiet season, or at least second half of the season of anyone. I barely ever see or hear about Ben Rhodes, and it got him to the Final Four. So whatever he's doing is working. Um, Matt Crafton, I'm pretty sure he's winless this season, if I'm not mistaken. He's in the Final Four. Sheldon Creed got knocked out with Zane Smith's win. That's pretty surprising to me with as good as the defending champions year was, but Creed didn't make it. And I don't know, it's hard to not go with KBM. It's hard to not go with Nemechek, but I don't know. I wouldn't be too surprised if one of the other three scores an upset win or a surprise win, but I got to go with Nemechek. I think he's everyone's pick. And the KBM trucks have definitely been a lot stronger this year. So it was Martinsville. Obviously someone's getting called to the NASCAR hauler this week, right? A lot of people might think I'm going to pick Denny Hamlin. I'm not going to pick Denny Hamlin. I'm also not going to pick Alex Bowman. I realized that that was hard racing. That was honestly a racing deal. So I can't blame Bowman. I can't blame Denny for being mad that he got spun. So the people that I'm calling to the hauler this week, and yes, I said people, are all the Truck Series drivers. NASCAR's whole Truck Series roster has to go to the hauler this week because they've got a lot to learn because a lot of these drivers are going to be Cup Series drivers someday. And if that's how the Cup Series is going to be, which honestly, it's already on its way, but if the Cup Series is going to turn into the Truck Series someday, we need to nip this in the butt as soon as we can. So if it's up to me, I'm sending all the Truck Series to the hauler this week. They need to be talked to. They need to be reminded that the sport can do just fine without them, which I'm pretty sure I've heard. That's what drivers used to be told by Big Bill France back in the day. So maybe we could use some of that these days. So that's it. 35 races down in the Cup Series. One to go. One more race for all three series. Three champions will be crowned this weekend. Feel free to get a hold of me on Twitter, BobDare18. Let me know who you think is going to win all three championships. You've heard my picks. I could be way off. I could be spot on. I was definitely spot off with my Blaney pick, and I was spot off with my final four picks, honestly, all throughout the playoffs. I didn't think Chase would make it, but he did. But I think Hendrick's going to be the team this weekend. Gibbs has put up a strong fight all year, especially with Denny Hamlin. But that's how it's going to be this weekend, too. They're going to put up a fight, but the Hendrick cars are going to be the ones to beat. It looks like the Harvick versus Chase thing's over. NASCAR put an end to that, which, you know, I wish they wouldn't have stepped in, but they did. So unless Harvick's not afraid to be suspended all next year, I don't think he's going to touch Chase this week, considering he's a Final Four driver. But you never know. That could be a little layer in there that everyone's kind of overlooking or forgetting about. Who knows if Chase can race near Harvick this weekend. We'll have to wait and find out. I appreciate you all tuning in. I appreciate you listening to me vent about maybe even your favorite driver. I just, I'm not going to hold back. If I think something, I'm going to say it. And that's why you guys listen in. So thank you again. We got one more week of this. Enjoy the races at Phoenix. And I'll talk to you guys next week on Actions Detrimental. Detrimental.